Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. We are live from the Fox Sports Radio studios. And real credit card questions require real people. Folks that understand your issues and work with you to resolve them. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives who are available 24-7. Discover exceptionally common sense. We got Carrie Kittles coming up at the bottom of the hour former NBA veteran, Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst, and uh, follow that by Sources Say. All right, hey, Chris. Um, yep. I want to give a shout-out. Sean from Sacramento, him and his beautiful wife had a baby. Had a baby girl Oh, today. wow. Congratulations, yes. Sean. Yes. That is uh, awesome, brother. Is that his, beautiful. How, many, how many does he have? Four or five now, I think. He, he's, he's got a number of kids. Uh, he got but, a tribe. Uh, beautiful. Beautiful little girl. Mom's doing fine. Her name is Roberta. Great. Roberta Christian. So there you the go. The daughter's name is Roberta. Yeah. Okay. That is yeah. awesome, man. Mama's Congratulations, well, Sean. And Real dad talk, is a mess. He, he tweeted. So, yeah. <laughs> Real talk. All right. Um, Rob, the shop, which I, I, I really do think is a, a re- really good show. LeBron James, Maverick Carter. Uninterrupted, they put it on. It's not your typical barbershop because there's not much pushback. Okay, we've talked say, about right. that before, right? Yeah, I mean, but it you is know, good. It, it, to me, I it's own still a barbershop for 20 years, and the conversation ain't like that. Right, it's a, right. it's a little more contentious. That's all. Yeah, but I think it's good because you get obviously a lot of stars making comments, and you know, because they're with LeBron, they're comfortable. And you're seeing them, um, you know, in a way that you don't always get to see them. So I, I do think it's a good show. And this past week, uh, they came out with, I think, Rob G., the first episode of this season, correct? Friday, yeah. And um, LeBron was talking on there. And, uh, of course, Rob, LeBron, 29 points a game this year. He's in the battle with Giannis and Joel Embiid for the scoring title would be the second of his career and would be a heck of an accomplishment to do that in your 19th season at age 37. Obviously, that's never been done before. Um, And then, you know, he's within spitting distance now of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, needs uh, about 1,600 points. Uh, If he averaged Rob next season uh, like 25 points a game, then he would catch Kareem in about 67 games. So uh, he's definitely uh, on his way, if he can stay healthy, to becoming the all-time leading scorer in the league. But, but he, 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 he was upset because he feels like people don't view him as a great scorer. Here he is. I know you're so of the moment yeah. of like when team team win get yeah, better. Man. What did that mean to you? The crazy thing is I'm not I'm not like a, a natural scorer. I like I loved like getting my guys involved. I've always been that way. I've always like the 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 
point of seeing my teammate succeed off my pass or having like, I've always been that type of guy. And to sit at the top of the food chain and the most points scored in, in the history of the game is like, it's weird to me. Like they don't never, they don't call, they don't ever call me. They don't never call me. When they talk about the, the best scores of all time, they never mention my name. Did that piss you off? Yeah, it pissed me off. All right, Rob, uh, your thoughts. Well, you came in as a high school kid. You played a long time. So a lot of it is compiling numbers, not poo-pooing him or what he's been able to accomplish. But when you talk about some of the other players, they play far less games than you played. That, that's just fact. It has nothing to do with hating on him, and he still has to score him. When Carl Malone was the number two scorer of all time, nobody had a conversation that he's one of the greatest scorers of all time. You know, you, you respect him for Good what point. he was. Good you point. respect him, Chris. Never did his name ever come up for that. So I don't think it's just a LeBron thing. I think LeBron thinks it's always something anti him. But there's a lot of guys who have uh, accomplished things where people don't go crazy. Oh, Robert Ory has seven NBA titles. Nobody's saying he's one of the greatest players well. uh, who ever played. <laughs> what? No, I never said that. Of I just said him and, him and Tom Brady are just uh, equals now. That's all I said. They both have seven. Uh, but but I, I think LeBron, again, just let it stand on its own merits. It's always they're hating on me. Can I get my damn respect now? Blah, 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 blah. I've never seen somebody who's so accomplished and done so many things, Chris, not satisfied or not willing to let your peers and the people who covered the game. You know, I talk about it all the time. It's not about always liking people. And I always bring up the Barry Bonds, but I think it's relevant because people didn't like Barry Bonds. But he was a hell of a player, Chris. It's hard to ignore seven MVPs or the seasons that he had, right? It was just hard. Right, right. So you couldn't do it. And every time LeBron does something, he's like, oh, you know, they never mention me. And, oh, this never happened. And I don't know. They hate on me. Can I have my damn respect now after he won his fourth championship? And, like, all of that stuff, I think, turns some people off is that he always feels like he has to put it out there. He has to fix the narrative in order to get people on board rather than letting other people do it. And, and he has a right. I'm just saying it doesn't sound right to me coming out of his mouth. I think some of that, Rob, is just this generation. Obviously, Kevin Durant is the same and even to a higher degree. Um, and I just, I just think now, I think there's a couple of things. One, they're used to going back and forth with people, whether it's media, whether it's fans, whether it's whoever on social media. Um, now, obviously, LeBron didn't grow up with social media. He's a little older, but... You know, he still came of age during that time and it's been a big part of his life. And so I think that's part of it that, like, they're conditioned to just now they're going to give pushback or they're going to put their feelings out there uh, when something's said about them. And then I think secondly, Rob, they see it all. Again, because of social media. And not just from the media. I mean, obviously with the media whether it's ESPN or Fox Sports 1 or some other network or radio, you're seeing it, you're hearing it, it's ubiquitous. Then you got Twitter. If you didn't see the show, you can see the clip. Somebody's showing you the clip or it's trending. And then just regular fans, you know, putting stuff out there. So I just think that more so than any other generation, they're aware even more. Of the yeah. criticism. Not that other guys weren't, because Jordan knew it, he was criticized. You know, they all knew right. when they were criticized. Uh, okay. That's what I was going to say, right. 
Yeah, it was but just, it was, it was not a different, even close. Yeah, but it was a different way that the media was 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 uh, put out. But there were headlines around the country and ripping oh, yeah, Jordan and yeah. stuff. So I just like, but it like was nothing the, like it's just a no. You know, but but I still don't think so you good. have to uh, always pat yourself on the back. I just think that's that's the part that turns some people off. It's like it doesn't matter. LeBron, let it stand on its own merit. Like wow, okay, Saturday night I watched it. I was in Phoenix. I was at a sports bar. Chris, I enjoyed it. I mean, watching the, the game, it was a good game. And then, you know, they pulled away and won. The Lakers finally got off the snide. But but you don't have to always, every time you accomplish something, because, um, and most people will do this, you know, when things are going bad, you're not going to pat yourself on the back and go, I don't care. I'm scoring 29 points a game. I don't care if we lost uh, 9 out of 12 before Saturday night. You would never hear that from him. Right. Right. right? You, would never, um, you would never hear that. I think, too, right, I'm going to push back. I don't think he's a compiler. Now, he's a compiler if you want to compare it to Jordan or Wilt. Um, but he's not just the leading scorer because he's – like, he averages for his career 27 points a game. He's fifth all-time in points per game. Kareem is 16th at 24.5 points a game. Carl Malone is 11th at 25 points. So – Yes, if you try to use it in the GOAT discussion, you can't. I mean, yeah, he's got more career points than Jordan because he played a lot longer. Played right. Uh, but at this point, he's, he's played, what, six not, more years? Yeah, well, yeah, and just so many more games and, you know. But I, I don't think, uh, you know what I'm saying? It's not like Carl Malone, who obviously was tremendous, but he's the second leading scorer. Um None of them are just compilers. They obviously put up a lot of points. Yeah, but I, I, I think I, I'm just saying that he is. It, it, let's get to the crux of the matter. Is he a great score? Here's my thought on it. Yes. And now, does he have the arsenal that a Michael Jordan, that a Kobe Bryant, that a Kevin Durant? Uh, had Kyrie Irving, who's, you know, not going to be, you know, on the all-time scoring list. But guys like that, no. He, he's not a great, you know, mid-range shooter, certainly not off the dribble. That That's very, really not even much of a part of his game. He drives to the basket. Now he can hit the three. He's not a great three-point shooter, but he's streaky. And he can get hot. And he's, you know, he's a pretty good three-point shooter. Um, but here's my point, Rob. He averages 27 points a game for his career. He's likely going to end up the all-time leading scorer. How can he not be a great scorer? I mean, I he, think people, and he does it efficiently, too. That, that's the main thing. He but, does it efficiently. He's a career 50% shooter. It's like Shaq saying Shaq wasn't a great scorer because he didn't have the dream shake like a king. Well, so what? He dunked on you every time, but they couldn't stop it. And he yeah. scored, so he's yeah, a great scorer. But I, I still believe that uh, if you ask people, who do you want to have the ball at the end to make that shot? I don't believe, and I know LeBron's uh, percentage is pretty good, Chris. It's uh, yeah, it's pretty right. percentage. But but I'm talking and he's about hit a good number of them. But I'm talking about most people would not give LeBron the ball. Not only that, they don't want him to be fi- fouled because he's not a good free throw shooter. And and I don't know, ten out of ten. 
Nine out of ten, you're going to pick Michael Jordan. Not only could he make the shot, Chris. Oh, well, that, yeah, you were right. He's but, going, he, but he, can, saying, he can make the free throw, too. I'm just saying, like, that, I don't but think, then, I don't does think that people, mean he's not a great scorer? No, I'm just saying I think that's why people don't look at him in that vein. I'm just, that, that's all. I mean, because you, your proof is, well, he's going to be the leading scorer of all time, yet people don't, don't feel that way. Well, what is the reason people don't feel that way? And it ain't just hate or, you know, they're just jealous of him. No, it's not. I think it's that, because he wouldn't you wouldn't want him well I wouldn't say want wouldn't want him taking the last shot but you you would take Michael Jordan and some others over him fine um Steph you you I know you and I'm not even saying this uh, to start some you wouldn't want Steph doing it no but Steph no. is viewed as a great scorer yeah, and Steph I, is I, the best free throw shooter ever but not in a big game his record is abysmal in a big game I want yeah, I want Steph on rings. the bench. It's abysmal. Or, or Steph can be uh <laughs> Steph can be the the uh, yeah, he's only got those three rings. Yeah, thank abysmal. God. For, Ke- for Kevin Durant. I, I mean, don't know about that. Kevin Durant should be thanking God for Steph. Because no, one of them got a ring without the other, and it wasn't Durant. That's yeah, all but I'm that's saying. a janky ring. You know that. that no, nah, I don't know. Everybody that. Was I, a hurt. ring is a ring. Everybody a ring was is hurt. A ring. And then oh, they choked Kawhi's down one of the biggest. Was Kawhi Janky? He won two. But his second one was janky, right? The one in Toronto? What? That was janky. Kawhi's ring in Toronto. Yeah, if you're going to count, if you're going to count LeBron's, I mean uh, Steph's. Steph, all three guards were out. I don't count Steph's as janky. Okay. I mean, a ring is a ring. Injuries happen, man. Period. You know, just like just like everybody was on the Suns last year. I told them that whole thing was was Fugazi, and I wound up being right. It was Fugazi. Congratulations. I thought I thought you started off the segment saying we don't pat ourselves on the back. No, you're killing LeBron. For patting himself on the back, no. and then you just pat yourself on the back. No, LeBron does it every so day. So how does it work? LeBron does it every day. You do too. No, I'm I don't. a witness. I'm you a witness. You are not a witness. You, you can you turn that T-shirt back LeBron. in. No, I don't. You I don't do, do it, it as close much to as LeBron. LeBron. Yes, I've never more. said, "Give me my damn respect." When the so odd couple had three, said, three you million said downloads. Stuff in other ways. Never. You said stuff in other ways. But anyway, I do think he's a great scorer. Um. Again, not as graceful, not as pretty, not as much of a variety of scoring ways to score. But the bottom line is he's effective and he's efficient. To me, that's what makes a great score. So what say you? 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. Is LeBron James a great score? One of the best scores we've ever seen. Your turn to weigh in. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. And let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real. And when I say real, I mean that real. I got legendary Hall of Famers, elite coaches, and the top basketball insiders bringing you a unique perspective on all things hoops culture that you will not find anywhere else. To make your next move your best move. And tap in with me on KJ Live, wherever get your podcast from all right it is the odd couple i am chris he is rob we are live from the fox sports radio studios and 
Brought to you by AutoZone, which has the free services that you need to help get you back on the road like their free AutoZone Fix Finder service. Over 5,600 locations across the land. AutoZone's here to help you save time and money with those free services. Getting the job done just got easier. Now, restrictions apply. So get in the zone with AutoZone. Here's one thing, Rob, before we go to the calls about LeBron. And again, I do think he's a great scorer just for sheer production and efficiency. But he doesn't have a go-to move. And that's why, and I've said this for years, that that is a deficiency at the end of a game. Because, you you know. You you can get a basket. Make sure get a basket. I mean, you might miss it, but generally it's it's your shot. Like, and that's why at the end of a game, Rob, LeBron's going to do one of two things. He's going to either go all the way to the basket for a drive, or he's going to take a long three. I think most go-to moves, obviously Kareem's was a sky hook, but most of them end up being like some type of pull-up jumper all in the mid-range, you know what I'm saying? Where you can few dribbles stop on a dime. That's very dangerous because if I'm driving, you don't know if I'm going all the way to the hole or I'm going to stop on a dime and pull up for the little Jake. LeBron doesn't have that in his game. And we, we've seen Kevin Durant has a beautiful one. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah, yeah, beautiful. yeah. yeah. And, and a lot, you know, most – Guys do have something like that. Um, all right, 877-99 on Fox. You're turned away, and is LeBron a great score? What do you think? All right, let's kick it off with Orlando in St. Louis. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What up, Orlando? What's going on, guys? Can you hear me? Yes, yep, sir. we got you. Loud perfect, and clear. Perfect. Hey, long-time listener, second-time caller. Matt Robin, NABJ. Excellent guy, man, for sure. Saw both of you guys at NABJ. You guys do great. Love listening to you guys. You guys got to be on TV. Let's get straight to the point. I know we don't have a lot of time. I'm 27, big LeBron James fan. I truly believe LeBron James is a great scorer. He doesn't look as good as the other players. You know, the crossover, like you said, the step back, the go-to move. But because he has done it over a long period of time, we can't look down on that because you still have to go out there and score the points and be at a high level. So I think LeBron James is a great scorer, although he doesn't look great doing it. Okay. No, that's That's fair. He like I said, he he's not the Kevin Durant, you know what I mean, Rob. The but he scores. It's like Shaq wasn't Olajuwon or you know some right. of these guys with all the great moves down low. But he just dunk on you, lay right. it up or jump hook or whatever. Sean in Pittsburgh, you're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. Love to hear that we're on in Pittsburgh. What's up, buddy? Hey guys. Uh- well, for starters, when it comes to LeBron, I kind of don't want to hear about, oh, no, nobody ever talks about this. Like, LeBron, you get talked about every single day. On like, every show, <laughs> yes. It, it's not that big. But I will give him this, and it's some it's interesting conversation that was kind of brought up last year with Harden and Giannis in terms of, oh, well, he doesn't have a Hesse triple step back turnaround jumper to Hit you, you mean, at the end speaking of, the game of Giannis, you saying talking about Giannis? Yeah, well, Harden. Right. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Him and Harden's a little back and forth. Right, right, Yeah, right, and right. then that was a big conversation last year. And it's interesting that and LeBron has a little bit more of that than Giannis, but it's an interesting conversation. Like, more perimeter-oriented no, I, I, guys like Jordan and Kobe kind of get a, more of a boost in that category. I think that's actually a really good point because Giannis is another guy. Like you said, LeBron is certainly got more in his bag than Giannis offensively as far as scoring. But if Giannis, Rob, keeps this up, you know, you know nobody thinks of him as a great scorer either. 
but he's going to average, you know, 25 for his career or something like that. You know what I mean? And he may lead the league this year in several years. So, yeah, it's it's that type of thing. Um, I guess it's a lot of it's just great skill. Do you you have great skills or are you Uh, just scoring in other ways? Chris, let's uh, wrap this up with uh, Matthew in Winnipeg. You're on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. What's up, Matthew? I love LeBron. He's awesome, and he's an awesome scorer. But every single year, he makes us look worse. He always brings up – he's like that friend who tells a tall tale, and you know he tells the tall tales. After a while, you're not trying to hear it anymore. What is it with the cast, the tweeting? Oh, keep that same energy. Oh, how many times (laughs) he walked off the court in the last two years? It's not looking good. He's ruining this. That's why we don't look at him as our go-to guy. He's awesome. He's great. But this is now you're a millennial. You're a millennial. Yes, yes. I'm 25. So and I who's love LeBron, the goat? But who's the goat? This is just, it's obviously Jordan. Like what? Okay. That's why you say that. Why do you say that? Yeah. What? What is it about MJ? Look at the gameplay. Look at how. Look at the go-to moves Jordan had in the bag. We talk about that, but also look at all the whining that we've seen in the last few years from LeBron. It just looks bad. Wow. No, I agree. I, I, we talked about this, Rob. I think Jordan's last dance. These young people got to see what he was like. You know what I'm saying? I I believe that. That's why when they did that poll on ESPN after the last dance, he won every – even categories he shouldn't have won. Exactly. No doubt. Better pass than LeBron. There was a couple like that LeBron probably should have won. Right. And it was a clean sweep. And this was not old heads voting. You know that. This is ESPN.com. Yep. Yep. It was like 66% of millennials had Jordan. So – Yeah. um, All right. We got our man, Kerry Kittles, coming up in a moment. But first, be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. He's a former NBA veteran, been to the NBA finals a few times now, Fox Sports Radio NBA analyst. You even catch him now and then on the Yes Network. Our man. What? Go ahead, bro. Oh, go ahead. Introduce him. I want to ask our man, Kerry Kittles. Kerry, what's up, man? What's going on, fellas? What's going on? Oh, good, We're good Kerry, brother. I just, I just wanted to jump in before we get to the basketball real quick about gambling. And you saw the uh, Atlanta Falcons wide receiver Ridley uh, suspended for a year. Yep. Uh, how pro- prevalent is gambling like in the NBA? You know, we saw Tim Donaghy, the uh, referee, Yep. Get busted. Do guys bet on games in the NBA? And I'm not asking for names, but does it happen? No, I mean, I don't. I wouldn't say it happens. I, I haven't heard of it. Um, that's something that just wasn't common. I think that guys know. You know, the, the NBA and the Press Association does a really good job of bringing in folks to do presentations about gambling and substance abuse. And I think players really listen in and they really take that to heart. And so I think, you know, most of the guys that I've been around, I've, I really have never heard of it. Is it, Carrie, is it? Because obviously dudes gamble on the plane, playing cards and things like that. So is it just, uh, obviously gambling can be addictive, but is it just the the fear? Like, you know, if you get caught gambling on games, your career could be over. 
Yeah, I, I think so. I think it's the fear of that, your career, and, and all, you know, everything you've worked hard for. You made it to the elite group of 400 NBA players, you know, in the whole world. You're the best. Why would you risk it on, on gambling on a game? And then also, too, back then it was you were getting involved with, with black market gambling, right? It was under the table. You didn't know right. who you were dealing with. They were, you know, you were dealing with mobsters probably. I, I think that probably scared most, most NBA but this players. this is different now. You're, you're betting with states. And reputable people, you know, that's why I think players will get involved because it's not the behind the scenes, what you were talking about. It was totally different. Yeah, they want it's, you to it's, maybe it's more sanctioned now. It's more sanctioned now, correct. Yes. Kerry, let, let's go here. I'm watching this Philadelphia-Chicago game right now. Um, and James Harden has been phenomenal in Philadelphia. It was <laughs> four, four games, right? And I was joking with somebody today, and they were like, when did he start tanking with the Nets? Like, was it game one? You know, because he didn't look this – he rarely looked this good this year with the Nets. I think he looks a lot like the James Harden that we saw last year with Brooklyn. Um, do you – what do you – do you see that difference as well? And what do you kind of attribute it to? You know, I, I think with, with James Harden, it's really his body – and we saw that with the Nets. I think it was it was uh, in the beginning of the year. He had a little break around the COVID stuff that was going on. He had like 10 days off or whatever it was, and he came back, and he was sharp. He played four or five games, and he was just spectacular. I was like, wow, that's the new old Harden is back. I think it's more so his body. I think the wear and tear of the NBA on his body over the course of a few weeks and a few months because, you know, he has the ball and it's so, it's so demanding, and he – and he looks to score. He looks to be aggressive. And I think, you know, we'll see how it works out over time with him in Philadelphia. I, I think he wasn't taking it in Brooklyn. That's for sure. He wasn't taking it. He's a competitor. He loves to play. He loves to get his numbers. Let me ask you about LeBron James, the big 56 Saturday night against the Warriors. I mean, they Wow. They <laughs> that was an amazing game. Points. Yeah, it was. Uh, what do you make of uh, – well, obviously they're not going to lose them all. They had lost, what, 9 out of 12 or something to Lakers. Mm-hmm. But it was a big night for him. Can he keep something like that up? He's not playing tonight, but that's a lot to ask a 19-year vet, isn't it? That is a lot to ask. I mean, we've never seen it, right? right? We've never seen a guy this late, this stage of their career, have these types of moments where they still. I mean, Kobe did it right when he scored 60. And he's like, but like, like this, he's a rare company. He's really put himself in that echelon, that that Mount Rushmore of basketball. Um, players really and that's ever played the game and and for him to be doing it and, and the, just the alley-oop dunk where he was well over the he's up by the square i mean he, he's in the, he, he takes such great care of his body he's in amazing shape I don't, I don't see him sustaining it that's why i'm not i'm not surprised to hear that he's resting but i mean wow hats off to lebron and what he's been able to accomplish in his career Kerry, I want to go back to the Nets, and the news has come out that Ben Simmons will not play Thursday in Philadelphia, but he will be there, and he'll be on the bench. That's the reports. I I, I kind of believe it when I see it. Why? But I, I will say this, Kerry. I think if he shows up and he's sitting on the bench in street clothes, I do think that's a huge step for him and a great sign for the Nets, just that he could go in that environment and take it because he's still going to get booed and he's going to get treated badly. So I think even if he's not playing, that would be a big step and a good sign for the Nets. Do you agree or, or you see it differently? No, I, I, 
I, I guess, but I want to see him in his in his uniform. He's twenty five years old. What's wrong with him? Right. <laughs> nah. I, what's, I mean, what's wrong with him? He hasn't played since the beginning of the summer and playoffs. Like, what is wrong with him? I mean, I, I don't I don't understand this right now. I know he has some soreness with his back, but um, and you know, I mean, listen to be able to, to be able to face that crowd because it's, it's going to be a very energetic, ruthless crowd with all kinds of energy. Harden is going to be pumped up, but he's going to be sitting there in street clothes. I mean, I mean that's something that I, I didn't want to see. I wanted to see him in uniform, staring that crowd eye to eye, and, and going head to head with his former team. How do you think? Quickly, sorry, Rob. How do you think opponents will one view that? Like, just the fact that, like you said, he hasn't been playing, what's going on. And will dudes try to use that against him? Like trash talking, if you're guarding him or you you soft. You did, you know, like, do, will dudes use that? And whether it's right or wrong, maybe go at him uh, about being soft or mentally weak or anything like that on the court? Nah, I don't, I don't think players would do that. But, but definitely the crowd, I mean – for him to still not be there quite physically and, and perhaps mentally at this stage of, of rest and not and not being around the not being around the team, um, it's very unfortunate. I mean, Ben Simmons is a heck of a player, and I think when he's in his uniform and he's fully healthy and he's engaged, I mean, the guy's a great player. I mean, there's nothing about it. he's a great player, and I, and I think he'll get there eventually. He's just young, you know. He came over, he came over from Australia, and it's like you know, one year of college, and then boom, you're thrust into the spotlight, number one pick. It's a lot on his shoulders to burden. He hasn't lived up to expectations thus far, and now since the trade, he's looking to try to re- find his rhythm and rebirth his his career. I mean, I I don't know. I want to see him out there competing. Um. Ben, when you talk about uh, Ben Simmons, and uh, but he does have a great opportunity if he can blend in and if the Nets can make a run and he plays well, uh, people will look at him and go, "He see, he is talented. He's gotten it together. This is a golden opportunity. It's not like he was traded to a bad team, you know, where you're going to have a bad night and lose every night. He's got an opportunity to maybe even get to a championship or win one. I mean, absolutely. I mean, you saw against, against the Celtics, right, the Nets needed him. They're meaning to, to try to absorb some of what, what Tatum right. was doing to them, right? I mean, they needed someone like Simmons out there with his presence and what he can do offensively and how he's a you know, facilitator and how he goes downhill and, and, and scores at the rim and makes everyone better around him. I mean, I think he's just going to take a lot of pressure off KD and Kyrie when he's back, and he'll find those shooters and he can find those rim runners, you know, Claxton and others. And, and feed off of Aldridge to two-man game with Aldridge. I mean, look, I think Ben Simmons is in a great situation, right? You you want him to be able to be around scores because that's not his game. He's not necessarily a scorer. Right. And so the Nets have scores. They have shooters now with Curry and with and with Mills. And, and now you have the emergence of the rookie, Cam Thomas. So I, I think it's a great situation for, for, for Ben Simmons. And I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. And I think he's going to play with a, with a big chip on his shoulders this year. All right, that's our man, Kerry Kittles. Kerry, we appreciate you as Thank always, Thank you, buddy. Man. Anytime, guys. Anytime, appreciate I appreciate it. it. Yep, peace. It's the hottest radio game show in the country. Sources say it's next. Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard and Rob Parker weekdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. All right, it's the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob 
on a Magic City Monday. We're brought to you by one of our favorite cities. It's called Las Vegas. Greatest arena on earth. Every game, match, race, and competition, it is always on. And whoever you root for, whatever sport you love to watch, the biggest games are even bigger, folks, when they're in Vegas. So make sure to plan your trip today at visitlasvegas.com. And speaking of Las Vegas, this April 28th through the 30th, Vegas will be hosting the 2022 NBA draft, NFL draft, an event that will be unlike any other with unparalleled energy and excitement that only the greatest arena on earth can deliver. The best part is that now through March 13th, we're giving away a trip for two to be a part of the energy and the excitement. That's right. You and the lucky person of your choosing can win a trip to Las Vegas during NFL Draft Weekend, April 28th through the 30th. That's sponsored by the Las Vegas Convention and Visitors Authority. The prize package includes a round-trip airfare to Vegas, a hotel stay on the Strip, access to Fox Sports Radio's draft broadcast, and more. To enter and get rules, go to foxsportsradio.com. That's foxsportsradio.com to win a trip to Vegas during draft weekend. It's time for Sources Say. Check, check, check. Everybody hear me? My sources say these two have been covering sports for nearly three decades apiece. I will say this. Let's put the Big J journalist to the test. It's Sources Say. That's right. It is Sources Say here on the Odd Couple Fox Sports Radio. A segment we put Chris and Rob's combined what is it, like 126 years of journalism experience? When you add those nine years, Chris was at the uh, Akron Beacon Journal, you know. That's right. high schools. Don't don't <laughs> let them fool you. I know that Rob letting the salt and pepper shine through. <laughs> but because Chris got a dark brown beard doesn't That's mean he right. hasn't been in the game for longer than I've been alive. Let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just young. Just young. young looking, yeah, just right. Young at heart. Young, young and you're willing to pay eleven ninety nine a box. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I got a few stories here. They all sound a little bit real. They all sound a little bit fake. It's up to Chris and Rob to tell me which sources are good and which sources are bad. So let's get to it. Story number one. One, Suns big man DeAndre Ayton and the uh, team itself got a cease and desist letter sent to them from the John Henson estate because Ayton wore a pair of Puma shoes with Elmo art all over it in honor for his son's birthday. Apparently, he didn't bother to get it cleared, though, by the creators of that cartoon. So they said, hey, don't wear those ever again. Wow. Rob Parker, are my sources good? That sounds like that would be uh, the way it would be done nowadays. Um, but I'm going to say false. No. I was going to say, I, I think that they might contact them, say how much they loved it, but say, look, we need to make work some deal out or something uh, if you're going to keep doing it. I'm going to say false as well. You sit on a throne yes, of lies. Sir. Did yes, they even, sir. is it true at all? Is it he did wear true? the shoes, but nobody reached out about it. I figured okay. that. Now, if yeah. he keeps doing it or they're selling or making a big stink about it, then there'll be an issue. So I, I didn't think so. All right, here we go. It should help them. You, you know would think mean? so. Help sales. Uh, yeah, but, but but you don't have the rights to that because you can't start letting people do well, that. Well, not Chris. sales of those shoes. No, you know I what I'm saying? Like, they don't make those shoes, but I'm yeah, saying but, but they, if people they start buying Elmo dolls because he's wearing the shoes and he's not getting a cut, we're still making money hand yeah. over fist. You can't allow people to use you know, your trademark or your character 
because if you allow him to do it, other people will show how you let him do it, and they'll you know use it as well. So that's why. Go ahead. That's right. Here we go. Story number two: rapper, singer, musician Drake. I don't know if you guys heard about this. He lost two hundred and seventy-five thousand dollars gambling on the UFC main event over the weekend. He took Masvidal, wow. who lost a unanimous decision to Colby Covington. Uh, tough weekend for Drake. Chris, my source is good. I feel like I would have seen that somewhere. Um, gosh, I'm going to say false. I'll say true. He's been betting a lot of money, and I think he wants to be a uh, wide receiver in the NFL if he continues at this pace. Oh, too soon? <laughs> I too soon! Funny. I thought it was funny. <laughs> Thank you, Kawhi. It's true. Oh, oh that's wow. what I thought. It yeah. is true. Okay. All right, it's a route. Can we just go he, to something he, else? He's trying to create his own shekel city. Obviously, it's not working. Right. Because so didn't just, he lose? Did he win, lose in the Super Bowl some money yes, as well? Yes, he did. Because yes, uh, OBJ got hurt, right? Did yep. he lose some money? Because he had yep. prop bets on it. And it looked like he was going to blow that. 275000 to him is what? You know what I mean? Nothing. Well, that, that was no, my biggest problem. Chain. I know we're going off top. That was my biggest issue with the Calvin Ridley thing is it's like if you're a multi-multi-millionaire, he's making $11 million a season. Would $1,500, even if you won, would right. that really make well, that, you feel it, any kind of way? It just shows he wasn't even thinking. Right. You know, like it, this was just something he just – he probably really wasn't thinking about it and the ramifications and things like but that. But you also don't know, Rob G., like the depths of it. If there are other bets, more right. money, like that's, that's, that's the one that they that's the one they put out there. But that doesn't mean that he didn't he didn't bet all the money. Do you that's believe special. him, Rob, when he says he doesn't have a gambling problem? Uh, a lot of times that can be the first sign. They yeah, say, right? sign, well, denial, right? You're denying. Right. So I I don't I, I just think considering you don't want to do that with a career, I think you got a problem because you shouldn't be betting. You know right. what I mean? Knowing right. what you could lose. Right. All right. Here we go. Story number three. This is a fun story. Chris Birdman Anderson rented out a local movie theater in his hometown to screen the Batman movie. He decided he invited like 20 of his closest friends and family, rent out the theater. He decided to be funny, though, about 30 minutes into the movie to release a live bat in the theater to spook some of his friends. Went viral on Instagram and uh, obviously did not see the rest of the movie after that. <laughs> Rob Parker, oh, my source is good. I'm, I'm wow. not buying that. I just can't. A, a, a bat in a theater that's dark, people don't know what's going on. You could have had uh, a, a stampede. And the only bad thing about him running out the uh, space to his friends is that he charged $9 for popcorn. That was the bad part. <laughs> there we go. I'm going to say true just to shake things up. You sit on a throne of lies. <laughs> there you go. See, Chris. Oh, you guys won't get to hear my new theme music this week. Good. Or we don't want to hear it. That's good. It's my new the, theme music Rob would not like funky. to hear it until like later in the fall. Yes, we'll hear You'll it hear in it tomorrow. Uh, week, week 13 of the NFL season. We'll hear it then. <laughs> How's that? Yeah, I'm feeling good now. Even with the uh, little rundown feeling, I'm feeling better. You're I'm right. surviving you, you through the show. You a little, a little uh, lacking a little bit of energy. A little bit. But I'm not, yeah. like, like dead. You know what I mean? But a little no, bit, definitely. Thank God. I think a good night's sleep will uh, help me out. I do. Okay. All right. It's the Odd Couple. I am Chris. He is Rob. We got one hour left. Jason McIntyre, straight fire, going to join us. That's I'm not right. unblocking him. Keep it locked. Odd Couple, Fox Sports Radio.